Well, hello everyone. Welcome to the Faith Focus Weekly Discipleship Podcast. My name is Kevin Rognes, and I'm the Discipleship Director here at Faith Covenant Church. I just want to pause to thank you all for watching and listening, whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on any of the major podcasting platforms. As always, I just want to encourage you to make sure you subscribe to make sure that you're never missing any of our content. And please feel free to share this with any family or friends that you think would find this helpful. So I just always want this to be a resource and I'm always eager for your feedback as to uh, what might be good to cover in this podcast. So um, any feedback that you want to give me um, is uh, very much encouraged. Uh, My email address is available in the description of the episode. So today I want to do something a little bit different than what we've done before and just kind of focus on reading scripture devotionally. Um, There's a whole lot of different ways to do scripture well, and we've talked about some of those on previous episodes of the podcasts. And so today I just want to spend some time just kind of doing it because I think it's valuable for us to do these kinds of things together, to read scripture together and just share our insights with one another. Sometimes it's also valuable to just read scripture on its own terms without bringing in other resources and just sitting and meditating in a particular passage. So that's what we're going to do today. Lately this summer, we've been in a sermon series or a couple of different sermon series that have to deal with home. And so I kind of wanted to pick a passage that focused on concepts that are similar um, or have to do with having God as our home and as our refuge, our dwelling place, and that sort of imagery. So um, today to do that, we're going to look into Psalm 91. Um, This is a psalm that's kind of important to me because it was a favorite passage of scripture for both my late grandfather and my late aunt. So um, this is just one that I know gave both of them a lot of peace as they navigated life struggles. So Um, We're just going to read through that uh, verse by verse and just kind of, I'll just share whatever insights come to mind to me as I go along. And I hope this is just kind of a model for you that you can do for yourself or do with a family member or a friend, someone you're discipling. Um, Reading scripture does not have to be complicated. Um, We can just read through it slowly and just savor the text and just kind of stop at each verse if we need to and just think about what does this mean to me? How does this make me feel? What does this make me think? So that's what we're gonna do today with Psalm 91. So I'll just start reading and share my insights as I go along. Psalm 91. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. So right there, that's I find what what I find interesting there is just that image of dwelling in the shelter um, and being in the shadow of God. Um, that's interesting for a couple of reasons. One, shadow is sometimes a place of coolness, as we know during summer months. Sometimes you'd go need to or you need to go sit in the shade. And so there's on some level, this idea of this shelter, this place is keeping us um, safe from, overheating and just being too hot. So there's this element of safety and comfort. Um, But also when you're in in the shadow of something, that typically means you're close to it. So if you're in the shadow of a person, like the shadow of the Almighty, that means you're close to God. And I just think that's a really 
beautiful image to be dwelling in the shelter of God in God's shadow. It's this idea of closeness to God. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. The the word fortress jumps out at me there because it, it almost because it's a word that we're not super familiar with in today's day and age. Um, for most of history, fortresses were very um, there were very key points of infrastructure in the way that like freeways are important to our infrastructure. A fortress was a necessary part of infrastructure in a lot of different communities and a lot of civilizations throughout history. It was a place of safety that um, when an opposing army would be approaching you, your home usually wasn't a safe enough place. You would have to leave your home and go to a fortress to keep you safe. And so that's not necessarily image an, an image that resonates with us as much today um, because military and uh, military conflict and, and security works in very different ways today. So this image of God as a fortress, I just think, okay, this is the place that I go to when I feel like I'm under attack or I'm not safe. I go to God because God, whom I trust, is that fortress, is that safe place. Surely he will snare, uh, save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. The Fowler's Snare, I'm not super familiar with because I, I know that's something to do with like trapping um, trapping birds and such. Um, so I, I, I don't do that. <laughs> but the deadly pestilence, that's more familiar to us. We have diseases like cancer in the world and obviously we've just navigated this big pandemic. And so, um, you know, that's imagery that we can understand. Moving on to verse 4. He will cover you with his feathers, and under his wing you will find refuge. That's also imagery that we don't often think of, of like being covered by feathers. Um, but that's really, um, that's very like parental imagery of like a bird keeping the eggs um, of its family safe for them to hatch and for them to grow or keeping young birds that have, that have already hatched and are very vulnerable safe under the wings. It's kind of this protective imagery um, on the part of God. And his faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. And so the shield, again, is something that we don't use much in our military terms today, but that's that, that mobile... Uh, protection that you have with you at all times so that you can guard against blows from the enemy. So God is that guard. And that word rampart, a rampart is a part of that fortress that we talked about earlier. So there's a lot of military imagery in here, um, but it's military protection um, that God provides for us. Um, so it's interesting that we have this like military imagery but then this like feather bird imagery kind of happening at the same time, but it's all protective imagery. That's just kind of the, the common theme that we're getting so far. 
Verse 5, you will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. So in these two verses, you know, we're not going to fear the terror of night. That's That for me is, again, a little bit harder to understand in today's context because we so readily have light available, whether it's the lights that we have in our homes, um, the lights in our ceilings, uh, street lights, um, lights in our cars. We have lots of way of bringing light into the night that didn't exist back at this time. So I think if we were to have to have to walk around at night without any street lights or car lights or anything like that, we'd be a lot more nervous. The terror of night would be a lot more prevalent for us. So sometimes with biblical imagery, you kind of have to put yourself in the shoes of the writer and remember what's available to the writer, what's not available to the writer. Um, that will help you sometimes understand some of the imagery. Verse 7, A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. So again, this is a continuation of this military imagery and this idea that thousands and thousands are coming at you, but God is striking them down and keeping us safe. Verse 8, You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. So that's just kind of saying that you will... um, You'll see the punishment of the wicked. You won't experience it yourself. So again, it's this protected um, kind of imagery, this protected place um, of being with God. Verse 9. If you make the Most High your dwelling, even the Lord who is my refuge, then no harm will befall you. No disaster will come near your tent. So here in verse 9, if you make most higher dwelling, that to me it describes the intentionality of life with God. Um, you don't have to do that. You can go live on your own without God. That's an option of what you can do. But when you make the most higher dwelling, then we get all of that protection that we've seen um, in previous parts of the passage, that kind of like military-grade protection. That's only if you make the Lord your dwelling. So there's an intentional choice to dwell with God in that. Um, In that case, no harm will befall you. No disaster will come near your tent. Now, some of us may be thinking, myself included, um, you know, I've been a Christian for a long time, uh, or even not necessarily a long time, but um, even as a Christian, bad things have happened to me. So how do I reconcile that with this passage? I think part of what we have to understand is sometimes these psalms are very poetic language, and so sometimes these things exaggerate a little bit more. So when we are with God, we do have a lot of protection. That doesn't mean that we're always safe from the horrors that live in this world. We live in a broken world, and sometimes we experience that. The difference is that when we have God with us, that gives us a level of spiritual protection 
that keeps us safe from the advancement of the enemy. So um, we do have to uh, remember that sometimes scripture does have somewhat exaggerated language um, to use as a metaphor for the protection that God gives us. So I just want to make note of that. Verse 11, For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. I just, I really appreciate that because it's just, it's really nice. I mean, we, we've often heard of the phrase like having a guardian angel, and there's some truth to that. God commands angels to be on our side and fighting for us. We see that in other places too in scripture. I think of uh, passages in Daniel where Daniel spends time in prayer and angels are uh, responding to him and there's this whole spiritual battle that are going that's going on but the angels are involved in our lives and God is commanding them we don't know a lot about angels or what they're capable of what they do they're they're a little bit mysterious but we know they exist and we know that God is in command of them and deploys them for our benefit uh, they will verse 12 they and they being the angels they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Uh, that, that image just reminds me of a few years ago. I was running a relay race out in Oregon called Hood to Coast, and the passage that, uh, or the one of the legs that I was running at night, um, like midnight, <laughs> was on a gravel road that was super dusty, we had headlamps, but every time one of the vans drove by, at, at like one of the team vans drove by, it would kick up all this dust. So there were times where I could not, I genuinely could not see the ground that I was running on. And so I just had to pray in those moments, God, do not let my foot hit something that it shouldn't hit. Um, do not let my foot strike something, keep my feet on solid ground. And so that just reminds me of this passage, um, just that imagery of having surety of where your foot is and just being able to continue on the path without fear of injury. So sometimes God gives really real life experiences that reflect scripture, and that's always kind of a fun moment. Uh, verse 13, you will tread upon the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. That to me is really interesting because I'm terrified of snakes um, and I'm very small. So the idea of me like trampling a lion is kind of laughable, but that's what God enables on a spiritual level. Like there are things that would come to attack us, but um, because of God's protection, we're able to say, no, those things are under my feet. I am trampling them. They are nothing to me. I can do this because I have God on my side. So, verse 14, because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. That's just, to me, what's beautiful about that is, you know, when we confess our love for God, um, God is with us. God will protect us. Um, God will rescue us in our time of need. Um, and again, sometimes that's very literal. Sometimes we are saved from very real circumstances and situations. Um, other times that's a more uh, spiritual 
uh, rescue. Either way, when we love God, God will rescue us. And I think that's just beautiful imagery. Verse 15, well, verse fif- verses 15 and 16 continue speaking as God about someone who is confessing their love of God. And so I'm just going to read this last part altogether. He will call upon me and I will answer them. I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show my salvation. And so, yeah, that's just, there's so much there with, you know, we will, when we call upon God, God will answer. Maybe not always in the way that we understand or the way that we hope, but God will answer. God always hears us. Um, Lately, I've kind of been struck that even if I whisper my prayers to God, God hears that. And so I, I sometimes find myself just whispering my prayers because I know that God is so close that God will hear that. Um, God will be with us in trouble. So when we're in trouble, we're not alone. God is with us. That's really comforting to me. Um, with long life, will I satisfy him and show him my salvation? So yeah, just really beautiful imagery um, throughout the uh, psalm about what it means to kind of make God our dwelling. It gives us like this military level protection that is very comprehensive. Um, the forces of evil might be coming at us, but God will strike them down. Um, and it's just a place of protection. So really a lot to delve into there. And so I hope this is just a helpful example of what it can mean to just spend time in scripture and just go through it slowly, piece by piece, and just kind of stop yourself and say, what does this image mean to me? What does this phrase mean to me? Um, Reading the Bible does not have to be a complicated thing. Certainly there are other passages that do get more complex and sometimes do require us to maybe bring in some outside resources to help us understand. There are absolutely times where we read something and go, what just happened? I need to talk to someone about this because I'm confused here. That's okay. But sometimes we can also just sit with the Bible, sit with scripture and meditate upon it like we just did. So thank you for taking the time to meditate with me on scripture. Again, that was Psalm 91. Um, You can do the same process with any passage. So as always, I just wanna thank you for spending time with us. Please feel free to like this, share this, subscribe uh, to our podcast to make sure you're never missing any content. Thank you so much for joining us today, and I hope that you have a wonderful and blessed day in the shadow of the Almighty.